Hi, this is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Coming up, Subversity with Dan Zhang. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Zhang with Subversity here on KUCI. And today we're going to be uh, doing a labor show talking about labor issues on campus here at University of California, Irvine. And uh, we're going to be interviewing um, a couple of labor activists from uh, a new uh, affiliation of a union on campus. The clericals have affiliated now with the Teamsters. And so we'll talk about what that means and what that um, uh, presages for uh, the future. So welcome to the show. Uh, We have with us... uh, Diane Saha, uh, org, uh, activist member and f- former vice president, right? President, president sorry, <laughs> sorry, of Q, which has now affiliated with the Teamsters and uh, uh, organizer from the Teamsters, uh, and Thuer, 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 yeah, great. Welcome to the show. Um, wh- why did this process of affiliation occur? Well, we um, have been in status quo for about a year and a half with our contract in negotiations. So when you are in, in this type of uh, situation, then um, other unions can come and try to uh, raid you and um, decertify you. What do you and mean status quo? What's that mean? That means that our contract expired um, at the end of 2008. Oh. So that means um, you're in status quo, everything stays the same in, with the current contract that we have and there until were, we get a new w- one. Were there in negotiations? Yes, we're, oh. we're in negotiations. We're actually in fact-finding right now. We um, went to mediation and impasse, and now we're in fact-finding. So Q was, uh, is the clericals union and has been uh, unaffiliated before? Yes. Uh, we broke away in 1998 from AFSCME. And we are an independent member-run um, organization. Um, there's 14,000 plus um, statewide in all the represented in all the UCs, why campuses, do you think, and hospitals. Why was it necessary to affiliate? Uh, well, that's what I was starting to explain. Um, because you're, when there's a period when you're in status quo, when um, another union can come and decertify you, um, and they can um, get car- sign cards from your members up to 30 percent, and then then Perb will um, run another election to choose Perb a different is the union. Public employee, uh, employees rela- relations board. board. Yes, yeah. and so AFSCME started this decertification campaign. Um, so at, we had actually, the board was already looking at affiliating with another um, union earlier just because we felt like we needed some help and some more oomph to our organization. So we had already formed a subcommittee, and they looked, they, taught, they interviewed five or six other unions, and they rated them with a you know, grid scale, and the Teamsters came out as the number one, uh, one to affiliate with. So the uh, board... Um, chose the Teamsters as the one we would affiliate with, and then we had an election, um, and all of our members, this was in April, um, the voting members were able to, um, the dues-paying members who have voting rights, were able to um, cast their ballot and vote for the Teamsters, yes or no, and 81% of our members voted yes to affiliate with the Teamsters statewide. We had about 45% yes here on our campus. What was the, um, you said they were rated uh, top among the potential affiliates. Yes. What, what were they rated on? 
Um, I don't have that criteria in front of me, but we, we looked at them, their organizing experience, um, mm-hmm. their um, negotiating skills, um, how many members they have, do mm-hmm. they have clericals in their unit. Yeah. Um, we looked at you know CWA, we looked at um, SEIU, we looked at CSEA, we looked at um, UAW, mm. um, so s- several different um, unions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, yeah. Why, why, why are you, you were assigned to this uh, campus then? Yeah. Originally, when we were doing the affiliation vote, actually, yeah. I was, I was um, at the San Diego campus. Oh. And right now, I'm kind of coordinating efforts. We're involved right now in a campaign to get a contract for the clericals in the UC system. So I'm helping to coordinate all the camp, the Southern California campuses. Do they have, um, given that you were in fact-finding now, you are, uh, mm-hmm. does it mean that you have to start over again since it's been a new, it's a new affiliation? No, no. We get to keep our current contract and build on it from here. Oh, Go forward okay. from here. Um, the fact-finding um, process is um, stalled at the moment. Um, PERB has, because of the budget cuts, the state budget cuts, has an expedited fact-finding process where it's only three days and they'll pay the neutral $100 a day and that's it. And we didn't feel that that was enough time. Um, So we filed a writ of um, mandamus. Mm. And so that's being heard right now um, in the court. And we're not expected to hear back from that till like the end of August till we get a ruling on that. And the current neutral who is running the case that he didn't want to move forward until we got a ruling on that writ so he would know how many days he had to allot, you know, for everything. That we wow. just didn't feel that three days was enough. Did you? Did the union pick him or, or this person? No, um, actually, he was... Um, UC did not want to pick one with us. Um, they um, said they wanted Perb to pick one. No. So Perb appointed this person. Oh, and... so. And is the union happy with this person, or they don't know yet? We don't really know yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're happy with him so far in that um, he's not moving forward until the writ is heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. uh, giving us time to get all of our research together. You so know? the fact finder, after this person finds his facts, he issues a report, right? Yes. And it's not mandatory, right, to follow No, it. it's not a binding report, right, but right. you can use it, you know, like this on our website now, the last fact-finding report, and it, it it's good for um, organizing, and, and it's got a lot of good facts in it. Oh, yeah. You know, people yeah. refer to it a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, the last time you had this uh, guy come in to talk, and he was on our, sh- our show here mm-hmm. about the, what was it, the facts of the eco- economics of the, oh, yes, of Peter the, Donahue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did his report ever come out? Yes, it did, and I need to get you a copy of that. It's on our website oh, now. It's called it. UC yeah. Hidden Wealth, and yeah. everybody can go to um, qaction.org. Um, uh, so we have a, a new website. So the Q is, is it still called Q, the union, or is yeah, it called it's, the um, Teamsters? It's going to be Q Teamsters. We're, we're calling uh-huh. it, the, it's just QIBT, which is the International Brotherhood of the Teamsters. Uh, so it's, the Brotherhood. Yeah, so it's <laughs> QIBT, uh-huh. or just Q Teamsters. Uh-huh. Um, oh, okay. So, and we're going to be, I believe, Local 2010, which uh-huh. covers the entire state. And then we were Local 9 before, so now we're Division 9. And uh, for the, the campus? For our, our campus. And okay. Southern California is covered under Joint Council 42, and the Northern ca- um, campuses uh. are covered under Joint Council 7 under how the many, Teamsters. How many uh, workers are 
um, how many clericals are uh, are members or are in the pool in the we have about unit. fourteen thousand, um, maybe clo- closer to fifteen, between fourteen and fifteen thousand members the in the in the UC system. Yeah, wow. we're clericals wide, statewide. Huh. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're in the hospitals. We're in food yeah, service. We're in the libraries. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. We're all over. <laughs> wow. So yeah, um, and the the Teamsters um, represent over a hundred thousand clericals nationwide, huh. and they're at five or six different universities. So um, yeah, yeah. they did have experience. Do do have experience with um, our type of uh, public yeah, sector work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the issues you think will come up uh, if uh, in a new contract? I guess huh. um, wages, of course, it's um, uh, a big thing. Wages and benefits, um, you know, healthcare and that kind of thing. Um, isn't workload a big issue? I mean, that seems to be what we're hearing from mm-hmm. clericals yes. across the state that, you know, rather than hire a new person when somebody's quit or even when somebody's laid off, that the the existing clericals just, you know, get more work laid on them without compensation and without, you know, without any any type of increase in their pay for additional duties. That's absolutely right. And we did submit a new article for work called Workload. Um, so we're hoping that the fact finder will um, find merit in that, in that new um, What does the article, article say? It, it says know. that you will get an increase when your workload increases, you know, you know more, more oh. money for more work. Right now, as, as she said, um, you know, people retired or get laid off or whatever, Leave, yeah. and um, they don't replace them. And so yeah. the person remaining behind is totally overburdened with work, and they're not getting any recognition in any kind of pay t- um, increase or yeah. title or, or anything like that. So that's yeah. what we're seeking. And um, so, you know, that's one of the, the issues also because we're mostly women. Um, so we're finding that um, men in similar positions are being paid more than we are, so we have that age-old problem to deal with as well. Is the gender These uh, are men in, in the UCs too. Yes. How yes. is that possible? Even I don't know how that's possible. Mm. <laughs> but it's me working side by side with um, you know other library assistants. Um, you know you look it up and you see the men are making more than the women, and it's it's not fair. And you know Obama signed the Ledbetter Act right the first thing he did in office. So I think it's time that that discrepancy um, go away. The other discrepancy. That's equal pay. Uh, equal pay. Law thing. Yes, yeah. and and you know the other th- issue too is, they UC has this um, rural versus urban myth, um, that, uh, you know, Irvine was is considered a rural campus if you can believe that. So uh. the pay is less here than in like say San Francisco, Berkeley, L.A. They make more. So we want to have it more like Cal State's where we have a, a flat. Uh, rate all across the state doesn't matter if you work in Riverside or Berkeley, you would get the same pay for the same job. Oh, I didn't know there was that distinction. Oh yes, there's huge distinction and a, a huge pay uh, difference as well. You know, on the workload issue, the I'm in the librarians uh, union, and they, the 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 union is uh, AFT actually, it's a yes. FTA local, and I think all we did last time was able to get, we were able only to get language that said they will um, meet and discuss. When they do, because, you know, the pay is, they're not going to pay us more for giving mm-hmm. us more work. I mean, at least at, or at least we didn't right. uh, think we could get that. And uh, in the past, like one time I was, uh, I think like four or five people, uh, uh, four positions or five positions I took over at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
and in addition to my own current jobs right. and so then current jobs and um so that was just um you know they ask you and then you you know expect you to agree obviously and right. so now they have now they have to actually uh take into effect uh, take into account sorry the fact that you may your workload may increase so they're dissuaded in some way maybe from <laughs> doing that well they uh, they they should i mean i'm glad you got meet and discuss you know hopefully that will help because you know yeah. you wouldn't want to see your performance evaluation go down because you couldn't get your own work done because you're doing this new assignment you know that they've dumped on you you know right. that'd be another concern of ours yeah. too is the, pro- the problem is i think partly that they didn't know how to quantify the time and um they um i guess we didn't come up with I mean, it's hard to quantify how much right. um, time it takes to take on additional jobs, even at the minimal level. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, and so, and th- this is a perennial problem, you know, because people are going to leave and they're not right. going to fill it in a recession. You know, they, they're claiming they don't have the money. And so <laughs> they, they want to save the bucks. So it's, it's easy to tap the existing resources. Right. Yeah. But then we need to either increase the students or give us some temporary workers or, you know, give us some extra pay for a certain amount of time, oh, yeah. you know, until some that position's filled or, you know, something. Yeah, they so. could set up a pool of temps, I suppose, and then that could rotate, I suppose. But you don't want... Floaters, we guess. But right. the pro- problem with temps are generally not unionized, so you don't want them to make that a institutional a re- thing. Exactly, because they usually get rid of them right before they will start getting benefits, you know. I think you, you get oh, a 1,000 yeah. hours, and so you reach 990 hours, and then you're out. Oh, so there's actually okay. limits to... Uh, to how much you can work before you'll start getting benefits, yeah, in the temporaries. Oh, I see, workers. I see. Yeah. They actually do fall under us, Um so. Yeah. So right now, are they replacing any Akariko's uh, positions with temp work? There uh, are a couple of places that I know of where they they have brought in temporaries, but they really are planning to fill that position. Um, mm, no, you know, it's yeah. not going to be replaced with a temporary. Sometimes they uh, argue that they're going to fill it, but then the budget line gets gets cut. I guess. Right. Um, so, is there any guarantee? That they will fill it. No, not really. We have to just watch. You know, the we always watch the job bulletins and and you know just to see that. Could you argue that it's uh, eviscerating the un- union membership if they keep cutting um, back? I would make that argument. Yeah, I would because uh, I, I see too much of it happening. You know, where um, or somebody who um, wants to get promoted and they can't get promoted. And so then all of a sudden there's this other job over here that's outside the unit. Yeah. And so then they all yeah. move over there. Have they so. taken people out of the unit and said they have, I know in the past they have, uh, said that they are actually in another level or another class yes. so that they're no longer part of this unit? They do try to do that, reclassing them out of our unit all the time. And that is a um, a big win that we actually had with PERB um, about that. Um, because UC was doing just that, moving people out of our unit that is still, they're still doing clerical work. And mm. PERB ruled in our favor, but, and UC appealed it, and they lost their appeal. Um, they're asking for some clarification right now on how to implement it, but we may see as many as um, three or 4,000 people come back into our unit. Wow. 
So and what um, would they recast as? Uh, oh, all all over the place. Um, analysts, um, oh, yeah. you know, just a, giving a supervisor title uh-huh, will take uh-huh. you out of the unit. If you, so, how how do they define supervisor? If you if you supervise more than one person or something. I like think that. so. Something I think like it has to be maybe one or two. Yeah, I know um, supervising students doesn't count anymore. Um, as a supervisor. As a supervisor, yeah. Oh, oh. Because that's actually how I got put in back into queue. I was a four, LA four supervisor um, when I was working at Langston. I had seventeen students at one time working for me, and then they decided that supervising students wasn't really supervisory. So they made all the there were six of library four supervisors in Langston and Science, and they put us all back in queue and took away our supervisory, even though we continued to supervise the students. Did you get more pay for supervising? Oh, oh that's no. just a job. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just, just a job, job title, title really. Yeah. Um, you yeah. just have more of a potential for um, an increase when you're, um, you know, in the non-represented. Mm. So uh, if you range. had supervised other LAs, then it would work. Right? Yeah, then I would probably still be a supervisor. And supervisors mm-hmm. can they? I know that the union is for the rank and file, but can they still affiliate with the union? Uh, they uh, they can um, donate dues and but they can't really be repped by us. We can advise them and help them. Yeah, like if yeah. they were to have, they can't like file a grievance. But if they were to have a a meeting with HR and if there was an issue, we could go there and support them. Did the, uh, do any supervisors do that? Right we have now? had some, yeah, that have uh, have uh. had us come sit in um, and rep them. Yeah, actually, yeah. so uh, yeah, 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 that has happened several times over the years that I've heard of. Uh, on, on the library itself, uh, do you find the the membership receptive to union work, or is it is it hard to get people to volunteer? It's it, there are some people who um, who get involved. I would say there are more people statewide from the libraries involved in unions than any other department. But again, our library here, people are afraid to get involved. They're afraid of retaliation. I think they're atim- intimidated. They're apathetic. Um, it's really hard to get people motivated. How do you deal with intimidation? You just need to stand up to it and be strong and come to your union and tell us and we'll protect you. <laughs> um, you know, I, the strength of numbers, some, right? Yeah, yeah there yeah, is. Definitely. So the more people come forward, then the easier it is to deal with. But mostly we don't hear about it. People don't tell us. So um, that's one of the things. Now that we have the Teamsters here, we want to come forward and start talking to our people and getting in touch with our members and communicating them, letting them know. Tell us when these things happen. Let us know so that we can help you because we can help you because retaliation, you know, is illegal. I um, filed an unfair labor practice last year from for retaliation for bargaining, and and I um, settled my case. And um, Perb did issue a charge against UC for retaliating against me wow. um, for bargaining um, because. You know, they just didn't treat me right. You know, when I, I'd have to be gone for bargaining, and nobody would cover my work when I was gone. Oh, it just yeah. piled up when I got back, and then they would start getting on me for not getting the work done, and um, you know, all kinds of shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was very refreshing that Perb agreed and did file a charge against UC for that. Um, we were able to settle and and get a, a position replaced. They weren't going to replace me when I left. So they are going to be replacing that position. I think they already have oh, um, filled right. it. Um, so, right. You know, can, can I respond yeah, sure, to that? Yeah. You know, about the people feeling intimidated. Because <clears throat> as an organizer, of course, I run across that all the time. And you know, the the people, the reason why people, you know, come to us and say they want to organize or, in this case, affiliate, 
um, is because obviously they have bad working conditions and probably bad um, communication with the company or, in this case, the university. And, you know, you find more and more um, that obviously, you know, people don't understand that this until they see it happen. But when they do stand up to their supervisors or their company or their university, that's when they start to get respect from, you know, their employer. And one of the things that, you know, we plan on doing probably in the near future is some sort of action hmm. to, yes, yeah, some sort of action. I mean, we're going to start doing this more and more, but this is something that's going to happen in the near future just to pro or to protest a member's, a Q member's, a clerical person's um, dismissal treatment yeah right yeah. They, they were fired and you wow. know, we don't believe it was right and you know so we're going to do something about it and mm-hmm. i think as as clericals start to see that happen you know yeah. more and more they're going to see you know we don't we're not going to be intimidated by our bosses our supervisors we're going to stand up and that's part of what you know our campaign for a contract is all about like like um diana said we're going to you know start activating people and, you know, getting them involved in this process because this is their contract and, you know, they deserve better treatment than what they're getting. So yeah. are people, are, were people being dismissed? Or there, there, been- there, there are cases. I mean, this is one in particular mm. that, you know, we think oh. should go public just because yeah. of, you know, why this, this, this member was let go. Uh. Mm. Was this on this campus? Uh. Um. Oh, I, I'm not sure at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's you'll the, be hearing more about it as we go along. But respect is a really big thing. Um, we have an article called "Respectful Fair Treatment." Yeah. And it's violated all the time. Um, the managers treat our people terribly, and um, even at this last Regents meeting, we um, read a statement from Jimmy Hoffa, um, Junior. Uh, junior. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that. Um, you know, they're not going to put up with this anymore, you know, that we're, we want equal pay and um, respect, you know, through our, throughout our unit. And so, so how, how, do they, how do you earn the respect? How do you, I mean, respect has to be, do you demand the respect? Or, I mean, how do you work with managers to get them to treat you better, I guess? Well, in, and it's, in, and that's one of the things, I mean, you know, that I think the intimidation is because, you know, the members, uh, clerical people aren't being respected, and that they feel afraid. I mean, and, you know, part of the things that we do is, you know, to compile, you know, specific incidents. And, you know, like in certain cases, yeah, we're going to take action against the, mm-hmm. against the university, bring it to their attention. And, again, I mean, that's how people gain respect is by standing up for themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, as, as a union, you know, showing solidarity for each other yeah, yeah. so that if something happens on one campus, you know, all the campuses, you know, are going to start to get involved and, you know, stick up for, you know, their, their coworkers. And that's, right. and that's how, you know, that's how, you know, unions have been successful in the past. That's why unions sure. have made gains. And that's why, you know, union members, you know, can be, are respected probably more than, you know, people who don't have union representation. Mm-hmm. Do you think they read the contract, the your managers? 
Uh, not unless an issue comes up. <laughs> I don't think they do. No, unless something comes up and then we have to tell them, oh, you violated this, oh, or, or the contract says this, and then they'll look it up. But I don't think they do on a regular basis. So I think informing not just our members but the management as well is a very important part of this whole process. Does, uh, whose fault is that for not reading? Is it the HR fault or department's fault? Um, I, I mean, you know, I don't know where the blame lies, whether it's HR or the management. I mean, they, they're supposed to, I mean, they do have training for the supervisors, but if the supervisor doesn't get that training, then, you know, they, they wouldn't know about it. And it's not required at this point. So that would be something that um, the training. I think, you mean the training of managers? Is yeah, not the training required. isn't. Yeah, the supervising training is not required. So they have a ten-week course that they offer. Uh, Who's off? Who uh, offers? Campus HR. offers effective supervisor training. Oh, it's I a ten-week course. Oh. Um, I took it years ago, but um, it t- t- takes takes you through the performance evaluation process and everything. I think most ma- managers don't know that. You know, there's not supposed to be any surprises on your performance evaluation. And a lot of times, the first time somebody even knows there's an issue is in the performance evaluation. There's supposed to be, be. There shouldn't be. You know, they're supposed to be working yeah. with you throughout the year to make improvements. When, and when things come up, they should talk with you immediately and get you on a plan. But instead, they wait, you know, and then drop right. you the bomb in the performance evaluation. And so that is a, an, another issue that we have is with performance evaluations, that they're not following the process, right? They're not keeping people informed or are participating uh, in that process. Do they put in innuendos and stuff like that in the evaluation? Oh, all kinds of things, yeah. 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 So you can so, challenge that. Yeah, we can um, if they, you know, get a, you know, a, a needs improvement evaluation that can be grieved. Um, we even um, do talk with, um, you know, meet with people, have them write a rebuttal and yeah. talk with their supervisor. That's and important. oftentimes just talking with them, they will raise up some of the things you know you need to ask but, yeah yeah we do work with our members on that and this is the time of year right now for performance evaluation so anybody out there listening who gets a bad evaluation or doesn't feel it was done fairly contact the queue office and we'll see what we can do to help you what happens when um i mean how how does how how do people get pay raises is it based on evaluation or is it uh, annual thing, or is it how, how does it work? It should be annual. It should be, you know, mm-hmm. annual. When you get your thing, um, your your each evaluation, it should go up a step, you would hope. But it hasn't happened in years. We are not tied to a merit increase um, any longer. So the performance evaluations are not tied to the salary. So at this point, the only way you are going to get an increase is whatever we negotiate at the table. So, oh, I see. So that's how you're getting your raise at this point. So that's why it's been such a, a, a long delay since we've been in status quo. So now. is that part of the the, the contract? To, I mean, the proposals in the that's contract? That's part of our proposal, some... yeah, is to have longevity increases and uh-huh. to have, you know, annual increases. That That's all uh-huh. in there. Uh, Do, are they still pleading poverty? Yes. The University of Miami? They are, and they have offered us 0% for three years. <laughs> in 2008, 2009, 2010, 11. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's why um, you know we're we're saying we uh, that's zero percent equals zero dollars equals zero respect, and we have T-shirts yeah, that say point. that there's yeah. there's there's no respect, and so that's what we're gain, hoping to gain with the Teamsters is some respect, and um, I, we did we did get that um, we had a benefits meeting with all the unions and the Teamsters came with us, and um, you see actually. Um, was very attentive to what the Teamsters had to say. And even when they we spoke at the Regents meeting at the last public comment, it's the first time I've ever seen the Regents actually listen 
they normally talk amongst themselves, but they actually listened. Even even while you were speaking, well, the yeah, yeah, they were actually listening to what the teamsters had to say. So that's a good sign. Wow! So this is you, you're saying this is the first time mm-hmm. teamsters is representing such a large group on a UC campus. Yeah, yeah, the first yes, this is the first time the teamsters have represented such a huge group on campus. So this is changing the, everything. Wow! So. Hugh will go down in history as the group who brought the Teamsters into UC. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, who, who represent the, the truck drivers on campus then? Um, the Teamsters, on some of them, they, they yeah, represent yeah, you know, a, UPS, yeah. a lot of the delivery people, um, the, you know, the, not just UPS, but there's other delivery companies. But I mean, not the, the ones that, are, UPS doesn't work for the university, right? No. No. Uh, but, uh, no. The but they deliver here, and yeah. there are people, truckers, who deliver goods to but campus But the university every day. people that drive trucks, do they, there must be people that drive trucks, huh? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, that maybe not, maybe not large no, enough. No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, just facilities is the only group I know who drives and trucks. And who, do, who represents big. them? Are they, um, SCT? S S. Or C S E T or C S E A or I don't know. I'm not sure who yeah. facilities oh, are. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh. They might be asked me. I don't know. Yeah, it might be asked me. Yeah. Yeah. So in general, how, how do you find the? Have you uh, talked to uh, uh, and have you talked with uh, university uh, HR types? Uh, how do you find them? Uh, or do you, you you don't deal with them right now? No, I'm you know as as an organizer, I'm not you know yeah. that's. That's, you know, I'm here to talk to the workers, not to talk to the management, but, you know, it, it, yeah. How about the workers? Uh, Do you find, is is it harder to organize people in academia than in uh, other industries? No. I I think whatever industry, and, you know, keep in mind that, you know, the Teamsters, you know, we started out representing, obviously, the name Teamsters, you know, the uh, people, drivers who yeah, drove yeah. teams of horses and, you know, yeah. set, became known for that and then became known for the, you know, the truckers that you were right. just talking yeah. about, typical truckers. Right now, you know, we represent everyone from airline pilots, airline mechanics, flight yeah. attendants, you know, just as Diana mentioned, we represent clericals at universities. We have a public sector division, so we represent over uh 250,000 public sector employees, you know, throughout the country. So, I mean, you know, we're very, very diverse. But I found, you know, in my, and I've been an organizer for a long time, that it doesn't really matter, you know, what the industry is. You know, it's, it's usually more about issues like respect Mm. It's not always monetary issues. Mm-hmm. So to talk to the, you know, the Q people, you know, I find that, you know, they, they are, you know, they're, they're very sincere. They're professional. I mean, you, you hear all the time that, you know, I mean, I've heard just, you know, in talking to people, especially about the issue about the reclassification. Yeah. That, oh, these are just clericals. They don't have responsibility. You know, you, you talk to people, it's like, oh, my God, you know. You do have, you know, these these sure. clericals, they cover so many different, you know, types of work from the police dispatchers. You know, I've talked to 
what what are they called financial counselors mm. and it's like you know i the the responsibility that they have sure. is a lot more to me than you know probably even their supervisor has so mm-hmm. you know i mean i i think that you know the issues with the clerical workers i mean they're very real issues it's not just about you know gee we need more money or something like that so that's mm-hmm. yeah. you know that's how i found the clericals to be again just you know extremely professional and you know i mean i i think it's about time and you know i'm happy that you know they have the opportunity now to to really really be able to have an even playing field with the university with the you know resources yeah. and the strengths that the teamsters bring how long, you said you have done this work a long time how how long how many years i mean well, at least 20 wow huh mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> that's great yeah and yeah. the clericals do the actual nitty gritty work yeah, I you know, know the they university would write the grants run for the faculty grind to a halt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They would. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you recognize sure. that, Dan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So to hear that be said, you know, you get it really makes me um be able to to relate to the clerical workers when, you know, you hear that from supervisors or, you know, that that's part of the part of the deal. You know, you you're just a clerical. You just do clerical work. When, like you were saying, Diana, I mean that that, yeah. I mean it's like they still are doing some you know clerical work, yet they want to take them out of the unit, even though they're still doing the same type of work that they would if they were still in the yeah, clerical yeah, unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason they take them out is because then they you're not represented, I guess, mainly. Right. Right. Then you'd yeah. be non, non non represented. Yeah, yeah. So then you don't get a say. <laughs> you know, they don't have a union to negotiate, you know. Like, and then they can do whatever they want. They can just impose what they want, like like yeah. their furlough program. They yeah. just do it. You know, on the Q thing, it, do you think they waited too long f- for the, f- you know, because the, this give and take about the furlough that it didn't mm-hmm. get, you guys had to take uh, mandatory uh, Furloughs, uh, Actually, no, we didn't. We we negotiated um, uh, the the effects of the layoffs. You you see, pulled the fur- furlough thing off the table. First of all, we didn't get a chance to agree to it. They pulled it off the table. Oh, and then yeah. they said, okay, we're going to lay you off instead. And then they s- issued on our campus temporary layoffs for right. everybody at right. various dates, just random right. dates. In some places, you got to pick your dates. Well, we filed an unfair labor practice against that, too. We didn't think it was fair. But we did, were, according to our contract, we can bargain the effects of the layoffs. So we actually negotiated a really good contract, I think, or agreement, I should say, with them. You we, you had your choice. You could um, use your time over the, cre- the campus closure, which added three extra days this year. So there were six closure days. So instead of having to use vacation, you could use your temporary layoff days then. Right. Or you could pick them at another time during the year and take them. You could also have your pay cut once a month for throughout the whole year, or you could take it all at once and apply for unemployment. Whatever you wanted to do, you could make your choice. Yet you're still getting your 100% accruals of vacation, sick leave, and everything like that. And you could use your furloughs um, all the way up till the end of December 31st. So we got the whole year to use them. And um, you do have to use them or lose them. But you could use them in 15-minute increments if you want. You know, if you came in oh, late so or whatever. Oh, so more flexible. Yeah, they're much more flexible, and you get to make that choice. You have to schedule it like vacation. would. You would schedule vacation. Yeah. So you do need your supervisor's approval. But you have a lot of flexibility with oh, the yeah. agreement we made. Because I had heard about the mandatory uh, 
you know, the days you have to be like temporary laid off, temporarily yeah. laid off. They actually rescinded every single one of those layoff notices. And I'll have you know, Irvine was the only campus, I, I take that back, Davis Medical Center as well, that actually entered, um, issued those temporary layoff notices. We the two? The, uh, to the clerical unit. None of the other campus, UCLA, Berkeley, they didn't do it. It was Irvine who was the first one to come forward and issue those temporary layoff notes. And then they had to rescind yeah, them all. Campus-wide. Yeah, campus-wide. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just the library. No, it wasn't just the library. Yeah. It was campus-wide. And then they had to rescind them all. But it wasn't statewide. It was just in huh. our campus. And then they had to go through and rescind them all. Oh, save a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come talk to us, you know. Yeah. And, and so that's what we did. We um, oh, bargained that with the yeah. university. Yeah, ours ended um, ends in um, I think September. Yeah, I think you got to uh, the end of August to use your ten of August. Yeah, and yeah, so to use yeah. it up. So uh, that's why I was I took off. Yeah, so yeah, well, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't let them have a single day. <laughs> it's a good thing um, to get uh, days off actually, because then, in a way, I, I know the work piles up, but the because they could just cut your pay. Right, without any time compensating yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the generous parts of the plan, I guess you could say, was that you, you know, only are being paid for the work you're doing. You're, you know, you're not going to get paid for those days you're off, but you get the days off. Yeah, and I remember uh, ten was it twelve years ago that there was another pay cut, and uh, I think it was three percent, five percent. I forget. 5%, five percent. Yeah. Wilson, Pete Wilson, when he cut, uh, was a governor at the time. Uh, yeah, and he cut that us. time we didn't have any days off. No, we didn't have days off, but what the university did then, which they didn't do this time, was that's when they created those cap accounts. I see, right. So They, you, they put aside they the They put aside amount. the money that you would have um, uh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. that's right, yeah. So it became like a savings account. Right. In a way, yeah. Right. Hmm. Do you, what do you think of the payments for the retirement that they want to institute? Uh, restart the payments. Uh, are they have they implemented that yet? Not for Q because we are in status quo. So everybody else started paying in again April fifteenth. Um, they re re rolled over that DCP, the two percent minus nineteen dollars. Um, the defined contribution plan, the DCP, is in mm. an account in your name. It's your money for yeah. you. And by rolling it over into the UCRP, the UC retirement program, then that goes into the big pot of money for everybody so it's no longer earmarked specifically for you it just goes into the big pot so they've and, already changed that for other people and they've changed it april 15th um updi um asked me they agreed cna they all agreed to it so um they, that rollover started already april 15th um it hasn't for us um you know we'll have oh. to see what happens as we hmm. go along here um you know health care went up in january i think parking is going up as well but not for the clericals because they're still that has to be negotiated. Do you get parking benefits? Um, no, we don't. Um, other than that, this year because of the furlough salary reduction plan, um, the parking did suspend the increases this year. But they are going to be raising them for you people going off of in September who are going off the salary reduction program. Um, ours will have to be negotiated again. You know, since our furlough plan lasts till the end of the year. So they're not going to be raised for us. Oh, so so, so you do negotiate over parking fees? We do fees. negotiate over the fees. There's not yeah. really a lot we can do about them, but maybe the amount or the timing of it, because they do go up you Why know, don't they give every year. the workers free parking on campus? That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd think that they've made enough money off of those parking spaces by now. I mean, they're a, they are a revenue-generating department. Oh, they are, so, because I was know. on... Um, 
I was once on a search committee for new cops on campus mm-hmm. because I raised a big fuss about police practice. Mm-hmm. So they decided to put me on a committee to pick new cops. And so <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know where the money came from? Parking. Yep. Yeah. They had the enough uh, proceeds to hire three new cops wow. that year. Which wow. is quite a lot of money. Actually. That is a lot of money, yeah. Because they get, you know, they get good pay actually, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and so I was amazed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you you pay a fine, it goes into a pot where they can hire more cops. Huh? Hire more oh, cops. Interesting. Yeah. All oh. the more reason not to get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. I mean, are there other? Uh, are there differences in the? Do you see um, the unions coordinating um, like a common date for contract expiration so that they could kind of mobilize over that? Um, I think, uh, I think not. <laughs> I think everyone does it, and it depends on what time you know how the negotiations are. Huh. Um, you know, that would be an interesting concept. It seems it that... It wouldn't be a bad idea, yeah, no. Yeah, it would be easier, it? yeah. Um, I know CNA seems like they have reopeners every year. Oh, I you see. Know, they don't even go do more yeah. than a year contract, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it just depends on where you are at the time. Is there any kind of... What's happening on the solidarity front among the unions? I know in the past people have met at, you know, lunchtime or whatever. I don't know, whenever they meet, to, to all the union reps... Uh, or yeah. all the different unions would meet together to talk yeah, about Yeah, there's still issues. the UC Union Coalition. Like I said, we had a benefits meeting um, in right. June. So they still do the actions together. There's still a listserv. It's been pretty quiet this summer, and um, so there isn't really anything going on right now. I imagine they will be uh, mobilizing over the pension issue again. So like you think the, the fact that you've affiliated, um, your differences with ASME have disappeared or not? Like, well, that re- probably remains to be seen, but we'll, I mean, I think we always had differences. I don't think those differences ever went away, you know, since we broke away with them back in the early, you know, in the 90s. But do they still... But, um, we can still work with can them. Can you work with them? Yeah, yeah, we can. I mean, we can and we have, and we will again. Yeah. You know, uh. like I said, this pension is, we need all hands on deck, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. it's a big issue. Do you see a uh, foreseeable future in the... Uh, are workers worried about the pension, or is that only for senior people? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've heard UC talking about having new, for the new hires, having a different pension for the new people coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of ideas. I think most people who are already retired probably think that they're secure, but I don't know that they really are. I know their medical goes up still, you know, every year, um, just like the rest of us. So, What um, happens with the medical when you get on Medicare? Do you know? Um, I'm I'm not too familiar with it. I know you have to you have to sign up for it at a, at a particular age, or you miss out. So, uh, but if you, you do sign up for it. it, do you still get increases in your medical care, medical fees, as a retiree? I mean, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, not sure, sure about, about that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the? Uh, what are the main issues you think? Uh, it's respect, and then uh, among the workers and. Uh, what, what do you think are the main issues right now? Well, you know, I think we, we talked about the respect issue, you know, and, and again, you know, we're documenting whatever cases we hear about in terms of harassment or mm. bullying. You know, th- those those are issues that have come up at what all do you the mean different... Bullying? Uh, how does that work? How does that... Uh, some examples, maybe? Oh, one example. 
Well, uh, there's there's psychological bullying and workplace bullying. Um, you know, both of those are. There's actually some legislation going through the state that hopefully will get passed, where it would require managers to have two, just like sexual harassment, have two hours of training. Yeah. Um, with sexual, um, wow. like they do with sexual harassment, yeah. but for workplace bullying, and, and, and they call it psychological bullying. But, you know, they'll isolate somebody, like um, maybe a manager will bring in the donuts and invite everybody but one person in, you know, oh, to I have, the, you know, just little Exclude things like that. Place. Excluding people, yeah. Or everybody, you know, gangs up on the one person and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways that it can manifest. Mm. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I never heard of it applied to adults. I, I mean, yeah. in terms of, I mean, you think of schoolyard bullies and whatever. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, it's a real issue. If you Google uh. it, you'll find a whole bunch, and you'll you can see yeah. actually the websites and the legislation that's that's oh, going see. through the state uh. that we support. Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah. So you yeah. spotted the queue supported this before the affiliation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been working on it for a while. Um, yeah. It got, uh. you know, when the, the the state has such bad budget, everything got put on hold, you know. So yeah. no real legislation went through last yeah. year, I don't think. Yeah. But there are a lot of um, um, bills and things involving UC that um, we, we support to push forward with, like, Senator Yee uh, and Tor- Torkelson. Yeah. Um, they all have, um, you know, more, we want to see more transparency with the yeah. regents and have them be more accountable, yeah. you know, Right now they have free reign, so some of the legislation is revolving around the regions. Uh, but I also saw that workplace bullying one. Has had there. anything happened on that transparency issue, the Yi legislation? Or it whatever. got really watered down. Um, yeah. So they're going to come forward again this year with a, a stronger one, try to strengthen that. And some people I talked to were worried about um, academic freedom, I suppose. Right. Yeah, when the legislature says you can't do this, can't do that. Um, yeah, I think it was more, I think it's more like the legislature wants to, you know, see where the, where the, money, where the money's going. You know, uh, where is it? Right now they don't have to even say. Yeah. And yeah. so they can do all these pet projects or whatever, you know. At the same time, they said that, you know, they were $813 million mm-hmm. in debt and um, we need to take $200 million from the staff and faculty. We're going right, to right. reduce your salary. They turned around the very next week and, and um, loaned the state $200 million. Right, right, right. So they have the money. They're just in different pockets. And yeah. it's a reporting game, as, as yeah. um, uh, Peter Donahue explained to right, me right. You know, back before. And I'll get you a copy of and that. And they said, too. yeah, that the other funds are committed. They can't move them. Yeah, as, they, they say theory. they are. But yeah. they have s- some funds that are not committed. They call them unrestricted funds. Yeah. And there's, you know, $3 billion in unrestricted <coughs> funds. So they can tap those funds, and they do. Like, for instance, when Michelle Obama spoke at Merced, mm. they tapped into that money and spent $100,000 on security. I thought that was from that foundation, no? They raised money from the foundation, too. Apparently, it, oh. was, it, was a, it cost a lot <laughs> for money for security. I mm. mean, it's just an outrageous amount of money. I was so shocked. But they did tap into to that unrestricted funds to yeah. pay for some of that. I know they did a lot of fundraising at, on campus in Merced, yeah. um, you know, to cover some of the costs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, when they want to, the money's there. Yeah. You know. It's, and and at the, the same time, if you look yeah. at the compensation, if you read the minutes, in that same 
segment of time, if you look at the last November's minutes of the meeting. Of the they, regents. Yeah. The, the regents, they gave out $389 million in bonuses to the senior management group yeah. who is already making 250 up to $500,000 a year. Yeah. So somebody making $550,000 a year gets an $85,000 bonus. You know, that's that's Why the twice rich get as much. All the time. That's twice <laughs> as much as a clerical. The bonus is is more than a year's worth of salary for two clericals, three clericals. So it's, it's outrageous and the disproportion. It, you know, doesn't that go right back to the respect thing too? Because yeah. I mean, yeah. you know that that's in, and if they're university employees and they're still getting these huge bonuses, mm-hmm. essentially, yep. and yeah. then you have you yeah. know the clerical employees who haven't had an increase. In a couple of years, and no type of cost of living increase, many of the clericals, from my understanding, are single mothers huh. trying to bring up, you know, children. How, 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 when was the last time uh, people got colas or cost of living uh, adjustments? Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen a cola in a long time. Probably. At least a it's decade. Been, huh? Yeah, it's been... De- yeah. Well, we used to get them in the 90s. I remember. Were, yeah, we used to get them every year in... Uh, I think even one year we got a Christmas bonus once. Right. But, uh. you know, I haven't seen anything like that to speak of since we <laughs> hit the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So so you're saying it's not always just money, the issues? No, they're not. No, the issues aren't just money. No. Um, like she said, respect is a, a big one, that um, workplace bullying is a big issue. Um, even just the performance evaluation that you brought up earlier, yeah. you know, there's not supposed to be any surprises. But that's how m- most people learn of their quote-unquote deficiencies. Is there a yeah. manual you can get online on the, the way to do performance evaluation? HR does have those guidelines, yes, on mm. SNAP. You can go to At Your Service. They have all the guidelines. They have all the criteria. Are they good guidelines, you think? Thing. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. They seem pretty fair and straightforward, but a lot of times when you look at the actual performance evaluation, the comments that the supervisor writes has nothing to do with the area that they're supposed to be evaluating. Oh, I see. They just yeah. want to general. throw in some you know, negative comment, and they just throw it in. And it doesn't even pertain to the, the section on the form that they're supposed to be evaluating. So it's really difficult. Do you find uh, that sometimes it's just their opinion and they don't back it up? Uh-huh, and those are the kinds of things that we would like to um, meet with the, you know, the member and um, the supervisor, and if, if this member can't do it on their own, we'd meet with them and say, you know, this is the kind of thing that doesn't belong in a performance evaluation. Right. You know, it's supposed to be um, objective. Objective, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about the, when you meet and discuss, uh, are you allowed to tape the proceedings? Uh, we don't, but I don't know. No, I... allowed to. You know, most states, you know, have a law where in, unless you tell somebody that you're recording, it, it can't be used in any type of legal proceeding. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I don't mean secretly. I mean, to, no. I mean, do you, if you bring a tape recorder, would they cancel the meeting? I don't know. We'll have to try it. I mean, it's public, right? You're saying right. you want it for the record. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's always their alternative, I guess. They could always say no. <laughs> and, right, yeah. and, and, and then say we don't have to turn it off or <laughs> yeah. not meet. Yeah, right. But uh, but you you but you think it's okay to just meet and discuss. I mean, that's always preferable to f- 
having to file something. Yes, if we because we could eliminate a lot of uh, grievances if by discussing them first and you know resolving the issue before it escalates to the point of having to file a grievance. But you know this intimidation issue brings up a point uh, that people are so intimidated they don't file grievances. So the university says, says, oh, there's no problem. We don't have any grievances from this unit. Right. Well, uh, actually, Q has files I hear. We file more grievances than any other unit. <laughs> <laughs> We're clericals. We do our paperwork. Yeah. And we have um, <laughs> over 40 ULPs out there. And so we, um, we do more. We throw more paperwork at the university than any other unit. So do, and, yeah, yeah. It, it comes in. Let me just use an example, if, if I could. Um, mm-hmm. And th- this it happened at another campus where they were giving bonuses to other um, groups within this person's department. And, you know, she asked her supervisor why she wasn't getting one. And her supervisor just r- actually emailed her back with a non-answer. I mean, they didn't even answer. She didn't even a- bother to answer the question and said something like, well, it's against university policy to give the Q or the clericals a bonus, even though all the other groups got one. And, you know, she decided, she said, I just, you know, fumed and fumed. And finally, I was just so angry that that's when she called, you know, the the Q local and said, you know, I want to do something about this. And it seems like that's when, you know, people start to take action is when they get, you know, angry. So angry, especially something as blatantly, um, you know, discrimination, discriminatory is not the right word, but to, you know, give bonuses to one group and then not for, you know, use some phony excuse not to give the clericals a reason why they aren't getting a bonus. It, 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 it made her mad enough and she said, you know, I'm going to go back and talk to my coworkers because, you know, now that I've stood up, you know, I think yeah. maybe they're going to start to stand up too. Yeah, and and that's what it is—the solidarity. When one person comes forward, then you know you can go back and get your co- coworkers to stand up as well. Do you see? Have you seen that happening in 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 your experience? Ma- yes, uh, I think I've yeah. pulled a lot of people in. Yeah, you know, from my experience at the library. All right. Wow. You know. Do you um um is it hard to get another job? I know you move from one job to another. Mm-hmm. Was uh, your union activism did that? No, actually, it was an asset for me. I'm, I'm at the law school now, and we have uh, two really good labor attorneys, and uh, they were actually <laughs> thought that was great because I had been working with lawyers because I had been on the bargaining team, so I had a lot of experience. I knew how to read a contract, and you know that actually helped me um, to get the job in the anything. current job. Yeah, yeah, to get my oh, current wow. job. Wow. Yeah. So, it worked out perfectly because <laughs> I understood some of the legalese, you know, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they don't have to waste time uh, training or spend more time training somebody right. else. Right, right. There's yeah. a lot of areas that I can be trained in. But I don't have to worry about that part. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So <laughs> that's that sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah um, and they're very, and that's the other thing, too, is um, the they're very interested in what's going on. You know, we're making history here with the Teamsters. And so they're very interested in, in watching this process and learning about what I'm going through and, and how we're handling things. So they're taking a, a, a real, true interest in, hmm. in, the, in the labor movement, whereas I didn't see that at all at Langston. Yeah, yeah. I think there are different cultures, you know, the, the different units have different cultures mm-hmm. of how they uh, deal with workers, I guess. 
and mm-hmm. so it's it's um it just you're lucky in, uh, that you you managed to get into one that is more respectful yes yeah yes i'm very yeah. lucky yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm wow very happy it looks like we're coming uh near the time are there any closing comments you have of uh, what you envision in in the next year, what will happen, say? Um. Well, I, you know, I mean, and I'm pretty much uh, an optimist, but I think, you know, just based on my experience with uh, um, clerical workers at the campuses that I've been to, that there's, you know, there there's a, a, a real need for, for good representation and to have, for, for people to have, the resources for that for good representation and that's going to come in the form of a decent contract and i think that i really believe that people are ready to fight for it and that's why the members decided they wanted to affiliate with the teamsters so that they were able to have the resources to do that mm-hmm. yeah and and we will um that's the next thing is getting our contract and that's that is um what we're um looking forward to is is getting a decent, respectful contract this time with the strength of the Teamsters and um, many more members being involved in this process. Well, thank you very much, Diana Saha and Ange Hutua and, uh, from the uh, Teamsters, uh, Q Teamsters now. Q Teamsters. And uh, this is Dan Zhang signing off with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California nor the management of KUCI. And thanks to um, uh, everybody who helped out, uh, including our next show host, When I Was Away, uh, Jarrett. Love it. Thank you. Um, signing off. See you next week.